Welcome to Brown Bag Religion, the MF Casser podcast. Intangible cultural and religious heritage as it is transmitted, but also as it is experienced and lived. The underlying problems that we aim to tackle is that there are long established hierarchies of different media of transmission, which result more often than not, I would argue, in a reconfirmation of exactly these hierarchies, perpetuating the invisibility of other media and modes of transmission and obstructing rather than facilitating our understanding of cultural or religious traditions, both in their contemporary formations and in their historical depth. So what are the hierarchies I'm talking about? Among others, um, it is the privileging of written sources over oral, visual, and performative sources, which is also facilitated by strict disciplinary boundaries, even competition between disciplines, and also the privileging of perceived elite languages, in our case Sanskrit, over vernacular languages, in our case Tamil. And this all is, by the way, of course, as always, gendered. But in fact, on the ground, these different strands and modes of transmission are much more interwoven than the normative text, for example, lead us to believe. So the material which will serve as the instance and the example which allows us to develop this tool pertains to the Hindu temple legends of the South Indian temple town Kanchipuram. In the end, however, the tool should be applicable or adaptable to other material as well. So the case that we are looking at is Kanchipuram. Kanchipuram is a city that is one of the so-called seven holy Hindu cities in India. It is maybe the oldest continuously inhabited town in South Asia with hundreds of temples of different ages belonging to different Hindu traditions. Of course, also other religious traditions are present in this town, but we are looking at the Hindu traditions. Many temple legends called Mahatmya in Sanskrit on this sacred site were composed between the 14th and the 19th centuries. Um, but this is not a composition in one go, but um, as we call it, a composition in transmission. That means that there's not a single author and no a single date that you can ascribe to these texts. They have been transformed and are being transformed until today. And these texts explain the background, the origin, sometimes the architecture, and almost in all cases, the ritual practices of the diverse temples through the gods' activities. Divine actions described in the text serve as a template for human activities, for example, because God Vishnu received food without salt here, salt is offered by the pilgrims who visit the temple. Moreover, the text lay out the larger sacred space through interconnections between the different temples or sites. The texts of the temple legends are composed both in the trans-regional elite language Sanskrit and in vernacular South Indian languages. And these legends exist 
in different sectarian versions, providing us with related yet competing narratives. And here is a strong connection, I would say, to the mythopolitics um, project here. So some of the issues connected to the material are that these texts have not been researched because their literary quality, that is the sophistication in terms of language, of the Sanskrit versions was perceived as too low to be of interest to Sanskritists. And the Tamil versions were perceived as rather uninteresting as mere vernacular adaptations of their Sanskrit counterparts. And today, many of these texts are sleeping and being eaten by worms in local libraries as palm leaf manuscripts or as old prints. Another problem is the separation of Sanskrit and Tamil scholarship. That's the disciplinary boundaries I'm talking about. And also the interconnection of these texts with uh, lived religion, that is local ritual practices, pilgrimage practices and temple networks has not, have not been recognized so far, nor has the interconnection of these texts with sacred geography, architecture, and the arts been realized. So, okay, I'll try to give an example so that you know what I'm talking about. So the narrative of the origin of the Varadaraja temple in Kanchipuram runs as follows. God Brahma wanted to see God Vishnu in his full form. He tried to achieve this goal through several means. One of them was severe asceticism and none worked. Then a divine voice told him to go to Kanchipuram and to perform a horse sacrifice there. He did so and indeed Varadaraja appeared from the sacrificial fire and stayed in this form in Kanchipuram. This narrative is given at length in the text, Sanskrit text Hastigiri Mahatmyam, which is um, in translation would mean the eulogy of the Elephant Hill. The designation of this temple as Elephant Hill is reflected in its art architecture. The two stories high rectangular building at the center of the temple is considered to be the elephant. As another narrative explains, this building is the body of God Indra, who had been cursed to be an elephant. Indra got, got rid of this curse and his elephant form at exactly this place. And the narrative of the self-revelation of God Varadaraja from God Brahma's sacrificial fire is ritually enacted every year in the so-called Palavotsava festival. When the text, Hastigiri Mahatmya is read out to the deity and the self-revelation of the God is enacted by removing nine curtains, one after the other. And I brought one picture that might give you an idea of what this might look about. The so two priests holding the curtains and remo removing them one after the other as the narrative unfolds. Also parts of the legend are depicted as high relief on pillars and on temple walls. The legend also connects this temple to other Vishnu temples in town, which have their own rituals to reenact this connection. Pilgrims follow the route described in the text as efficacious ritual and processions with deities and religious dignitaries are performed. And of course, 
diverse local versions of the legend are retold when pilgrims visit the diverse sites. So, different written texts in different languages and poetic styles, oral narratives, ritual performances, visual representation, that is murals, reliefs and statues, architecture and geographical situatedness, all these aspects and more are interconnected through and in these narratives. The proposed or applied for project now aims to make these different materials accessible and to expose their interconnectedness without or with as little as possible a priori hierarchization through a database that documents written, oral, performative and material versions of the narratives, that is images of the iconography and architecture, digital editions of the text, translations of the text, video recordings of the rituals, recordings of the oral retellings within a unified, flexible digital framework. A specifically designed user interface shall then allow a variety of entry points depending on the research interests and questions. One could start from iconography, from geography, from the Tamil text of the Shakta versions, from narrative motives and so on. And with such a tool, we aim to facilitate a new access to and thus a better understanding of local religion as transmitted and lived. And that's what I have to say. Thank you.